Welcome to From Dusk Till Dog. I'm your host, Erica Gonzalez, and it is raining here in New Jersey today. And it got me thinking of some rainy day dog activities that I'm going to be doing today, or at least some of these. I'm not doing all of them. But I wanted to share with you some of the other types of activities you can do to give your dog enrichment, to provide them an outlet, exercise, without going to the park or without stepping outside if where you're living it's snowing or raining or too windy or too cold or too hot, what have you, that you are just not going to get out with your dog like you normally would. What else can we do for them to let out some of that extra energy, focus them on tasks, and get them a little tired, hopefully, or at least keep them a little occupied and on task. So I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to give you a couple different kinds. And again, depending on your dog, you may, some of these may not be suitable for your dog. They may all be suitable for your dog. It really just depends on your dog's needs, behavior, age, and ability. So all of that. So pick which ones will work for you, obviously. And, you know, think outside the box. Some of these might be a good option for your dog with some adjustments. So I'm going to start off with a pretty easy one, and uh, this is what I would say or what we would label as like puzzle toys. And so hold on, I need to sip a coffee real quick. Barely have started the podcast and I already need coffee. All right, so <laughs> puzzle toys. These, if you Google dog puzzle toys or dog enrichment toys or dog food dispensing toys, I mean, they're called a lot of different things and they come in so many different sizes and shapes and colors and different types of activities with them, but they are really great. I use them every single day and some of my favorites that are the easiest to use are snuffle mats, which is basically... Basically, think of like a bath mat type of deal, but it has a lot of felt pieces or fabric sticking up that makes it kind of look like a grass patch. And your dog's food or treats can be kind of hidden in there where they have to sniff through it, basically like they would if you threw something into the grass outside for them to sniff and find. I use snuffle mats pretty much every single night when I'm feeding my dogs their dinner. And this allows you to use feedings as an outlet for enrichment and quote-unquote exercise in a different way, mental exercise. So using something like a snuffle mat, a one of those bowls, like a slow feeder bowl. But I, I mean, those are easier ones, but you can get real fancy. I have the Kong Wobbler, which is another kind. Essentially, it's basically like a... It's heavy on the bottom and it's almost like a little weeble wobble where if you hit it, it'll stand itself back up and there's a hole in the front where some of your dog's food or treats can spill out of, keeping your dog engaged with it. So there are a ton of different types of puzzle toys that you can use for your dog's feedings. <clears throat> and feedings is a great way to start implementing enrichment in general. Like you don't even have to do this on rainy days. I would recommend, <clears throat> why am I losing my voice when I'm recording? Fuck my life. Anyway. Okay. So you want to try to have 
these things handy on a regular basis, but especially on rainy days, you really want to get in there and make sure you're using every opportunity to let your dog let out some energy, have some fun, do a task, do a puzzle, if you will. So yes, do this on rainy days, but I would advise to just ditch your dog's food bowl in general and use these other types of things. Now, if you want to learn a lot more about enrichment type of options, definitely check out my Instagram. I have two highlights named enrichment on there. Also my YouTube channel. I have a ton of enrichment videos on Facebook, you know, not to plug my social media, but to plug my social media. It's all free. It's all available there. And I really, really have shared a lot about enrichment over the years. So I could do a whole podcast episode just on that. But yeah, look up some puzzle toys and if you don't feel like buying new toys, you can use shit in your house. Use a cupcake tin or a muffin tin. I certainly don't use that for making muffins. I don't think I've ever made muffins. So I have a muffin tin and you can put food in there and then cover the tops with some tennis balls or some toys to help your dog, you know, have a little more of a challenge to get to it. You can use your dog. I don't know why I'm dying while I'm recording this. And old Erica, let me share a side note, old Erica would stop this recording, even though I've spent the last five minutes talking, and I would start over. And it would just make me more and more agitated every time I would start over. And sometimes I'd give up and have to do it another day. But you know what? It's 2023, y'all. I'm just, we're, we're moving and grooving with the imperfections in life. There's no reason to restart your content. You make a little boo-boo, you cough, you sneeze, you need a sip of coffee. You need a sip of coffee. I got to make an alter ego of Erica, New York Erica. All right, stay on topic, Erica, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, we're, we're flowing with the imperfections, folks. That's my little ta- side note takeaway. All right, so... You can even use your dog's um, toy bin. You know, I know most of you have a toy bin in the corner filled with 55 toys and only three of them are ones your dogs actually give a shit about, uh, or maybe that's just my house. Anyway, so you can take a handful of treats and throw it in the toy bin, and that is now a puzzle toy, meaning your dog now has to rummage through that to find food. It's pretty cool. And it's stuff you already have in your house. So it doesn't mean you have to go buy stuff. You can roll up your dog's food in a towel, an old bath towel you're not using anymore, one of your dog's specific towels. Roll up some food or treats in there and then have your dog go through that like a little doggy burrito. So puzzle toys and using your feedings is a great way to get started with it. And that's mainly because you are already there feeding your dog. Someone has to be present. Someone has to be scooping food into one vessel, into another, from one vessel into another. Just put it in something that's going to help your dog let out some energy. It's going to help them and it's going to help you. Another thing is playtime with toys. Again, this sounds kind of obvious. Like, okay, Erica, why am I tuning into this podcast to hear to play with my dog with toys? Yes, of course. But here's where I'm going to make it a little bit extra. You want to make this a real thing. I find that a lot of times people will pick up a toy. We're kind of watching TV or checking our phone. We're kind of 
you know, moving the toy around like, ah, here you go, buddy, do your thing. It doesn't last long. It might be a couple moments or maybe a couple minutes max. And we're not a thousand percent present with our dogs. So when I, when I say make it a real thing, what I mean is set an alarm. I've done this recently. I set a 15 minute alarm. I pulled one of my three dogs alone into the den with me to have one-on-one time. We couldn't get out for a longer walk that day. So I set the timer 15 minutes on my phone. I start playing tug, tug of war, fetch, hide and seek with the toy, chase games with the toy. And I'm really getting my dog going. I stay present, committed, and involved and engaged with my dog for those 15 minutes. When the buzzer goes off, when the alarm rings, I then can switch to one of my other dogs. So I did each of the, each 15 minutes with each of them. And that was, you know, 45 minutes of my day, but it was 45 minutes well spent. And that would have been the 45 minutes I spent driving to the park, walking them and coming back anyway. So setting a timer is a game changer, and I will probably talk more about that in another episode because I love it that much. But set a timer, do your thing, and really be present with your dog. Another, speaking of the timer, do that with a training session. If it's almost dinner time for your dogs, grab their food, the allotment of food you're going to give them, put it in a a bag or in your treat pouch or set it aside in a bowl and set a timer for 15 minutes and train your dog with their meal for the 15 minutes. I'm telling you, if you actually commit to this and you stay present and you work with them and you really, really utilize that 15 minutes, that 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever you have, even five minutes is better than zero. One is better than zero. I don't care if it's a couple of minutes. That's better than just saying, well, screw it. We're not going to do it today. The other thing I really like playing and doing with my dogs is hide and seek. You could do this with toys, with treats, with you or someone in your family. Make it fun. There's been plenty of times where I have Freddie, one of our one of my littles, downstairs and he loves to be up my ass 24 hours a day. I mean, who can blame the man? I'm pretty fabulous. Uh, but no, he really does follow me around everywhere. And anyone with a dog, most people with a dog probably have a dog or all of your dogs are like this. They just tend to follow us around. They want to know what we're up to, folks. We're pretty cool. And considering everything awesome that our dogs receive come from us, it makes sense that they want to know where we're going and what we're doing. So you can do this with pretty much anything and have your dog find you or find the treat or find the, their favorite toy. So I'll have Freddie downstairs. I'll have him stay. I'll run upstairs, I'll hide behind my closet door, behind the bedroom door, and then I'll, I'll release him like, okay, and he'll hear it and he'll come running up and he can't find me right away. So then he starts smelling for me and eventually he finds me and I praise him and we, we could do it again. So little simple games like this, but really upping the ante with it can really help give your dog some outlets, especially on those rainy, snowy type of days. Another good option is 
DIY agility. I like to call it DIY agility, but pretty much like an indoor obstacle course for your dog. So this could be you set up a chair they're allowed to go up on. Again, depending on your dog, their ability and your rules of your own house and what you're okay with. But this could be you work with your dog jumping up on the couch, jumping off the couch, jumping over this little stool, jumping onto the stool. You can even purchase indoor agility stuff. I've shared videos of this in the past of with me with my dogs working with the Outward Hound indoor agility kit that you can get online. It's, you know, not the most durable thing on the planet, but that's because it's an indoor agility kit. It's not a real deal outdoor full uh, agility kit. So you can get something that is very easy to collapse, to put up, to put away. And I love that Outward Hound agility kit. Now, do I bring that out all the time? Absolutely not. It is a little bit more of a time investment because I have to get a couple things set up and then put it away. But it's really easy to do. It's pretty affordable and it is a great option if you don't want to have your dog going through furniture or up on furniture or maybe you just don't have the setup like that in your house. I have also set up some of those things outside, even though it's really only meant for inside, but my dogs are very delicate with these things, so I can use it outside as well. But make up your own. You can buy something like that, or you can use stuff in your house. Get creative. I even have an elevated dog bed, and I use that to have my dogs jump up on it, um, to get off of it, go over things. So get creative. You can make up your own little dog agility course. Another good option is to bring your dog to the pet store or any dog-friendly store. You go to Home Depot or Lowe's or hardware store that allows, you know, check with the store first ahead of time before you show up there with your dog. And again, this would only be good for dogs that are good in public places or good with seeing other uh, humans and their dogs. Any, and you, you don't know what you're going to bump into out there. So again, if your dog's Mr. or Mrs. Friendly Dog that goes out and loves to be the mayor of the town good idea to bring them out. This allows you to go out in inclement weather, but still walk around, see the sights, and give your dog an outlet to go sniff and look at stuff. I also love the idea of a flirt pole. I've also shared experiences with us using the flirt pole here at our house. It is one of my favorite dog toys dog tools you can use. It's basically a cat toy uh, buffer dogs, meaning it's it's a basically a pole. Think of like a fishing a fishing rod. And at the end of it, it's a pole with like a rope at the end and then there's some type of squeaky, hairy looking kind of animal type toy at the end. And this is basically a lure for your dog to chase around and try to grab. It's also a great option for playing tug of war with your dog, especially if you don't want to be really close to their mouth. This is great for younger folks that want to play with their dog, but they're not quite old enough to deal with having a toy near the dog's mouth yet. It's just really safe, and it's it's just really one of my favorite toys. So if you look up dog flirt pole, you're going to see, or teaser wand, you're going to see a ton of different options. So 
definitely recommend that. Dogs love chasing stuff. So if your dog likes chasing squirrels or stuff outside, use that innate behavior they have and have them let it out in an appropriate setting. Now, I do have people that say, oh my God, I don't want my dog to chase squirrels. I don't want to encourage this chasing behavior. Is the flirt pole really a good option? Now, obviously, every dog's a little different, but I will say the flirt pole, if your dog does like chasing small critters, it will give them an outlet to do that behavior without it being undesirable. So rather than try to subdue that and 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 try to have them not want to chase things, which is damn near impossible for you to have your dog not want to chase anything if they already like doing that. So what I rather do is allow them to do that in the proper setting with the hopes that in the not so proper setting, they won't be as inclined to do that behavior because they've done it in the proper setting. So think of like Chuck E. Cheese for kids. If, you know, or like some type of play, uh, play pen, play place that your kids can go run around and jump in things and basically act a fool, which I wish they had an adult version of that. I guess like, you know, Dave and Buster's or whatever, <laughs> something like that. But um, anyway, If you don't live in places where these places are, you're going to be like, what the hell is she talking about? But um, (laughs) yeah, if you do the flirt pull, that can actually help your dog let out that innate behavior where it's appropriate. And then when they do see a squirrel, you actually might have a better chance that they're not going to want to chase it because they've let it out in another way. If we just try to suppress that behavior forever and ever and ever, amen, and we never give them a proper outlet, it can be worse. So just like if you, if you have an excitable kid and you let them go play at the playground or you bring them to Chuck E. Cheese and they're just, you know, having a great time and doing whatever, and the rules are going to be different at the playground or Chuck E. Cheese than in your living room at home when your family is sitting around watching TV. So that doesn't mean that now your kid's going to act like a lunatic like they would at Chuck E. Cheese everywhere else you go. It's given them an outlet to kind of be crazy and wild and have a good time. And then you go back into society again and you let that energy out. So it allows you to then go and perhaps be a little calmer and more easygoing in the rest of the day. So that's kind of how I would view the concern about the flirt pole increasing chasing behavior. And, um, you know, there's a lot more I could say about that. But flirt poles are a 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Again, as long as your dog is an appropriate fit for that. The last option I'm going to leave you with is the what I call the enrichment box. And this goes back to a little bit more DIY vibe. <sighs> Coffee. So <laughs> the enrichment box is essentially you want to get a box, you know, make sure there's no toxic tape on it or whatever. You know, there's a ton of concerns for, with everything. Just make sure it's safe. Get a cardboard box, put a couple balls, squeaker toys, whatever, plush toys, chews that your dog, just throw some toys in there and then take a handful of your dog's meal or a handful of treats or both and just spread it inside. You can close up the box 
you can use some dog safe tape, like medical tape um, on the box to close it up a little bit to make it a little harder. If your dog's never done this, just leave the box open. Different size boxes will depend on your dog's size and ability. So, you know, you just, you can use whatever you have on hand. I save some of my Amazon delivery boxes for this. And I even save the like paper, almost like cardboardy paper that's inside like lunch bag type material that they put inside to protect whatever they're sending you. I save those too. And you can use that as further fluff in the box to help your dog, you know, have more, a little bit more of a challenge to work around. But you fill the box and then you put it down. You allow your dog to have at it. Always supervise your dogs with any new thing like this. If you've never done it before, I never leave an enrichment box out unless I'm home to go check and clean it up afterwards. And this is definitely not an option if your dog is a ingester, if they love to ingest things, if they're going to swallow the cardboard box or try to rip pieces of it off and eat it, then this is not the option for you. You may want to try the, uh, you know, like a plastic container. Um, you, you know, you could try other things, but find a vessel, fill it with your dog's toys, throw some treats or chews in there, and then let them forage for what's inside. And this is a great option. It's a little bit more laborious. It's a little bit more labor intensive because you have to, you know, do a lot more with it to get it to be a longer activity for your dog. Although length is not, how long they play with it is not always the main factor. Even if it's just a couple of minutes, it's still going to be greatly beneficial to your dog. So it's not always about it taking them 20 minutes to get through anything. So putting that down, supervising your dog. My dogs are pretty tired after they do an enrichment box activity. That's probably one of the top ones for my personal dogs and my experience where they are pretty knocked out after they do the enrichment box. And again, you can use their meal. So instead of feeding them their dinner in the bowl, pour their dinner into the enrichment box and then let them eat that way. Now you're going to have dinner if they usually just swallow it whole out of their bowl very quickly. This also helps slow your dog down, helps them forage. We're giving them outlets for their natural dog behavior. They want to forage for food and search for things and use their nose and move this around what's down there. So this is really, really a great option. And again, it's pretty much free. You can just save a box. You can also use toilet, uh, empty toilet paper rolls or paper towel rolls and close the ends up, put a treat inside, close the other end up and put that in the box as well to further enhance the fun and task involved with the enrichment box. So as a quick recap, we have puzzle toys, playtime with toys, but make it a real thing, training session, hide and seek. This could be with toys, treats, with you, with the person, DIY agility in your home, bring your dog to the pet store or dog-friendly store, flirt pole action, love the flirt pole, enrichment box. So there are more things, but I like to start with some of these easy ones. This is going to leave you with at least one option to try out with your dog today. 
And I just want to thank you for listening to this podcast because I I am now trying to approach it with, like I was saying earlier, less perfectionism, which is difficult for me because I love to make things as perfect as possible. And I just rather get you the content. So if it's not perfect, which honestly nothing is, right? But if it's not perfect, you're still getting what I need to get across. So if you are thinking of starting a podcast, of writing a book, of starting a blog, of posting that picture, of spreading that message, of putting out a piece of content or saying that thing on video, fucking do it. Do it. We're all going to die anyway. You might as well do these things that are calling to you. And just put yourself out there. It's not always easy and it's not for everybody. But if you are itching to just put something out and you find yourself overthinking it, guilty, or, oh, I'm going to fix this thing, or I'm going to fix, there's always something you're going to fix that you can fix. We have endless amounts of shit to think up, to muster up, to fix. And what's going to happen is you're going to delay. Or you might not even do it. Or you might come up with 12 excuses about why it's silly or dumb or someone's not going to like it or whatever. And I'm going off on a little rant here, but whatever. I want to inspire you. This hasn't always been easy for me, even though I am I always put stuff out there. It's not always easy for me. And I'm still learning in this new season of my life how to step back and do things a little differently. So I'm not going to fix any of this. I'm just going to post. And I hope that this has helped you. And I really hope that you find some value in these episodes and in this episode in particular. And yeah, I just wanted to thank you for listening because I plan on doing a lot more episodes of this podcast. And if you would like to support the podcast, and our content, and you would like to vote on the next topics that I talk about on upcoming episodes, then check out our Patreon. We do uh, polls on there for podcast topics and other little surprises. So definitely check that out. It's patreon.com slash from dusk till dog. I hope that this gives you some rainy day dog activity ideas to try with your dog. And if you try any of these, please reach out to me on social, message me and let me know if you tried one of these and it worked out for your dog. I want to know what your favorite is. So with that, I'm out. I'm Audi 3000 and I hope you have a great day. And until next time, take care and talk soon. 